The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Christine Gold. Christine is a spiritual medium, intuitive energy coach, old soul healer, soul purpose mentor, author, and animal lover. She is also the host and creator of the Christ Consciousness Summit. She has experienced corporate burnout, bullying, homelessness, hopelessness, narcissistic relationships, depression, anxiety, and two attempts at suicide. She received divine intervention by the spiritual two-by-four to the head. She went from nearly dead to living her soul's purpose as a medium, healer, and chaplain. She shares that through 360-degree healing, we are all energetic beings. Everything is energy, chakras, aura, ego, trauma, inner child work, astral travel, telepathy, ancestors, past lives, and Christ consciousness. Christine, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show with me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored, blessed, uh, and joy-filled to be here. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so I was wondering if we could start with maybe telling us, um, I, you know, I, I, we did hear your introduction, but maybe letting us know from your own words, all the wonderful stuff that you're, that you do these days. <laughs> Honestly, I feel, <laughs> I, I think I'm uh, maybe like yourself, but quite humble. Um, maybe we don't toot our own horn enough. Uh, but really, I'm just here to hold space for others that don't feel like they fit or they've been beaten up or they feel like they're the black sheep or the odd soul out and they feel overwhelmed. Um, they feel anxious. They feel stuck. They feel lost. And I just, you know, from one soul to another, I'm just here to guide others to their next step, whatever that happens to be. Now, that wasn't always something that you were doing, right? I'm sure there was a point in your life where uh, maybe you were perhaps that soul that could have used that same guidance. Did you want to talk a little bit about maybe your your past and maybe where you started? Absolutely. Uh, 2016, 2017 had, you know, dark the darkest night of the soul. I know I've had many. Um, Being an old soul and an empath, I was on a treadmill, a corporate treadmill, 
and making six figures and I had everything, but truly I had nothing. I was an empty vessel. Uh, outside appearances looked fantastic, but the inside was a mess. You know, behind closed doors, I was stressed, depressed, anxious, and suicidal. So um, I've tried everything from medications to hypnotherapy to psychotherapy, you, you name it, any type of therapy I've tried. I've tried alcohol. I've tried cigarettes. I, do, I was always trying something new to see if that would fix it. But uh, when I actually came across one of my mentor's videos on YouTube, of all places, um, she said, you're highly intuitive. You have gifts. You're just, you have no idea. You just forgot. And I was like, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, and then she said, and if you want me to help you, I need you to record a three-minute video um, telling me why you want to uh, work with me for six months and develop your mediumship. I was scared, of course, and I thought, no, I, I can't do this. No, that's too much. But really, that was the ego talking, talking me out of my greatness, my, my power, my magic, which we all have. And I did it. So... <laughs> Here, here I am five years later. And really, I started out I, I, with mediumship. I mean, honestly, I can say we are all mediums. We are all intuitives. We're all psychic. We all have telepathy. We're all healers. It's just really, where do you want to tap into that? I mean, I, I, I utilized all of that and, and including Reiki. So, now that I have this spiritual toolkit, as I call it, and really it's healing at 360 degree levels, um, it's not just one thing, it's all things, but you cannot do all things. You have to start with one thing and then go from there. Otherwise, that's how you get really overwhelmed and that's how you stay distracted in a world that wants us to be so distracted and so limited. So through all of my own discoveries and um, healing and we're still healing. I mean, it, it's a process. It never ends, but to actually help other people realize and unleash their purpose because everybody has a purpose is one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. Well, how wonderful to turn something a hardship into a way to help other people. I think that that's really admirable. And it's nice to think that there is purpose during those dark nights of our soul, that there can be purpose in that a positive, a positive purpose. In regards to your mediumship, did you ever have any experiences when you were younger? Absolutely. Now reflecting back, like when I first started, I was like, no, I had no clue. But as you, it's like the Akashic records. It's, it's all laid out. It's just a matter of remembering who you are, why you're here. It all comes back, but you're fed, you know, breadcrumbs, essentially. And, and depending on who you talk to, some people get it all at once. But I feel you're only fed what you feel and, and what the universe and God feels that you can handle at that time. So you, you definitely don't want to overwhelm. So yeah, it's, 
gosh, definitely. Um, I would call myself a BS meter. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but I think people get the, get the idea. <laughs> so when any... I was a kid, I, yeah. I would watch people and their words, their body language would not match. And I'm like, something's off. And then I would see things around them. And especially with animals, um, I, I think that's why empaths um, resonate so much with animals because they're pure unconditional love. And that tends to be the first thing that comes through. Now, if you're you know, grandson or your daughter or whoever is saying, you know, grandma's coming to visit me, take it, say, really, tell me more about that. Because myself growing up, I was told that's crazy. No, you're, that's just your imagination. Oh, we don't talk about that. You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So how has that process been for you navigating through your empathy and have you come up with a with a way that you protect your energy? And maybe if you wouldn't mind also explaining what being an empath is. <laughs> sure. Uh, an empath is, I like I said, it's you're sensitive, you're highly sensitive, you're highly intuitive. Um, you feel everything. And many times it's not yours. So that's what I would define an empath as. But it always comes out as other things because you don't know what to do with that energy. So um, I really believe in the power of your energy because once you realize how much power you actually have, how you can go through your chakras, uh, meditation, breath work, grounding, crystals, you name it. I really just see it as self-care because that's the essence of tapping in to your and your empathetic it's a superpower it really is um whereas we've been told you're too sensitive you cry too much don't be a baby you know we don't talk there's that conversation again in many families <laughs> you know that ancestral <laughs> um wounds then and trauma that were is now being healed across all timelines i truly believe that you know we're the chain breakers every single one of us who's listening to this is a chain breaker mm -hmm. meaning whatever happened in the past is no longer being carried forward because it cannot in a new earth that we're co-creating. Yeah. You know, I come across many people who they view their empathy as almost a hardship for them, something that makes it difficult for them to perhaps be in a room with many people or having a hard time um, not letting the emotions get in the way of sympathizing for somebody because they empathize so strongly. Is there any sort of advice, being an empath yourself, uh, that you can give those who are still working on navigating being around strong emotions but still protecting their own? Mm-hmm. Boundaries. <laughs> Meaning, if you don't like going into large crowds, don't until you feel that you can. And that really starts with self-care and being aware of where you hold emotions in the body and going through your body every day. As one of my mentors would, would say, you have to unfill, like take out all the garbage of the day. And that, you know, that's something you have to do daily, sometimes multiple times a day, depending on where you're at in your journey. 
and then refill with the good, with the God, with the unconditional love, with the grace, with the peace, with the joy, all of it, the natural prosperity. And it's a practice. And and I know a lot of folks, I I used to imagine myself in a bubble. That's fine. Uh, But we have to be careful in a way that we avoid people or we avoid situations altogether. We could just say, you know, maybe I don't want to go to that party because it just doesn't resonate with me. And I'm going to go direct myself somewhere else where I'm more in a co-creative, a creative process where I can start really channeling my emotions and going through things that I feel that I'm stuck somewhere in my body, releasing them, refilling again. And it's something, again, you do daily. And I'd say after 21 days, if you're doing it consistently, you're going to notice a huge shift in your energy and how you respond rather than react and how you're expanding your aura, your energy, instead of contracting. Because when you're an empath, you tend to go in and go into hermit mode and staying away from people and hiding in the basement with your snacks or whatever it is, I, I, I get it. <laughs> Where you mm-hmm. realize that these, you know, other people are just like you. It's just r- merely a mirror reflecting whatever's going on with you out to them. They reflect it back to you. You're like, oh, okay, maybe there's some things I still need to work on. Or I thought I dealt with that. But you know what? Just like a good old Mercury retrograde, which is coming around the corner, it's a way to revisit, relook. Lovely. You know, yeah, to, to change things up. These are, that's why it's retro because you're going back to things that you did not deal with. Or maybe you did, but you want to maybe rework it a little bit. So this is a fantastic time to do so. Yeah, that's a, that's really wonderful advice. Thank you for that. Because I think a lot of people, they feel these emotions and they feel they know that they take on others emotions, or they may not have an explanation as to why they just can't do well in large crowds. And I think giving them some sort of practice to protect their energy, because it's so important, um, is can prove to be very, very helpful. So thank you for that. I wonder, does that go along with your healing as well? How did your your journey to get into healing uh, start? I feel it was a natural progression. You know how when you're ready to receive the message, it will be received. It's just like trying Mm -hmm. to talk to someone about a certain topic. If they're not at your level, and I'm not saying they're above you or below you, but if they're not resonating with the information, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, they're never going to get it until they're ready to receive it. It's the same way. So naturally, you know, going through the chakras and the mediumship training, intuition development, um, rules with spirit, um, all of that. Naturally, I wanted to, I'm like, okay, this, you know, energy, I really want to learn more about energy. And what does that mean? So I started, you know, watching and listening to Greg Braden and Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he really, you know, goes back to ego and the mind and our, you know, our body-mind connection. And I really wanted to hone in more on the chakras because naturally I love colors. I love crystals. And the whole idea um, that, 
Jesus was a hands-on healer or hands-off, however you want to look at it. And then someone told me that we all have this ability. And I'm like, really? Wow. Okay. And they're like, of course, have you ever been around somebody you just naturally feel better when you're around them? Or you're around someone, and that includes family, and they just drain your energy. I'm like, aha, Mm -hmm. light bulb moment. I want to know what that feels like. And I want to know how I can do that on myself to clear all the energies off of myself and make sure it's my own energy. So there's no confusion. And there's no taking on people's stuff that you don't need to take on. I call it also staying in your God lane. Meaning don't go off, (laughs) you know, try to find your center as much as possible. So the whole idea of um, becoming a Reiki master and teacher, I just felt that was another part of, you know, the climb up the mountain in in a sense. Yeah, those those intuitive breadcrumbs, I, I like to talk and refer to those a lot as well, since I feel that like you, my, my journey was similar in the sense that it was sort of one thing that led to another that led to another. When you know that you want to explore a new thing, so you did the mediumship, uh, then the healing came, what did that feel like to you? Do, do you consider that as having like an intuitive um, hit or how do you describe what's guiding you towards the next breadcrumb? Signs and symbols. Uh, whether it's repeating numbers, you're getting coins, you're getting feathers. I mean, this could be from, um, you know, lost or your loved ones as well. And hearing conversations about whatever you're interested in, or you'll see a, a, a TV ad or a, an ad online, or you keep hearing this, the, the same, you know, Reiki keeps coming up or whatever you're interested in. You're like, okay, and then it's coming through in your dreams as well. I highly recommend keeping a dream journal because there's a lot of messaging there, a lot of breadcrumbs in that information, not just for yourself, but for other people. And yeah, it's, it's, and when you're interested in, if something is, you're naturally drawn to it, and then you have the curiosity of a child and it makes you kind Mm -hmm. of excited, go for it. I love that you brought up signs and symbols because I feel that that is one of the best ways for spirit to communicate with us. And when I say spirit, I use that in the general sense, any any being or entity from the other side that we feel connected to. Um, and so I love that you bring that up because I think it's normal to maybe brush it off as coincidence or not give it much thought. So I think that that's wonderful uh, to oh. bring that up. Oh, I, <laughs> I would drive my family nuts all the time. I'm like, oh, look, it's a hawk. It's a, there's a feather. There's a coin. Uh, look at the clouds that, you know, that looks like a, you know, a dragon or <laughs> now they, they tell me, they're like, you know, mom, I saw a cardinal the other day and I thought of you, or, you know, I seen this cute bird and then a hawk showed up and I was like, oh, I love that. So you know what people may think that's kind of out there or woo, woo woo as Colette Baron Reed would say. And she also wrote a great <laughs> book about signs and symbols. So if you're ever interested on what it all means, read, read that book uh, by her. I highly recommend it. It was something that I uh, resonated with, but yeah, it's um, your, your team, your collective team is always sending messages to you. But a lot of times we're, very distracted, 
we dismiss it and think, oh, that's just a coincidence. No, honey, that's synchronicity. Pay attention. The more that you pay attention to the subtle things, the less chance you're going to miss anything that comes into your intuitive field. And don't you think too, oh yeah, definitely. And don't you think too, the more that you're in tune with those signs, the more you realize how often they're communicating with us. I know that's something that I've noticed as well is how many signs they do send throughout the day. Absolutely. Uh, For me, it's song. I get a lot of music and I, I share a lot of songs with my clients and I'm just always, always blown away. No matter how many readings I, and sessions I've done, the look on their face <laughs> or they gasp or they're like, oh, that was so-and-so's favorite song. Um, there's always a message in the song, in text, in a conversation in 1111, whatever it happens to be, in, in animals especially. Animals are the clearest, again, channel for uh, love, for peace, for guidance. I mean, they just want you to be happy. So be happy. And oh, it's yeah, the same I as being an empath. You know, if you're going to mm-hmm. be, if you're going to be sad, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what people are like, oh, I'm good, I'm fine. And you're sitting there going, mm-mm, no, something's off. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't fool an empath. <laughs> That's right. So I'm curious because I know what it was like for myself when I was ready to explore mediumship. For for you, was it something that you were excited to do? Were you scared to do? What was that like when you finally made that decision to to dive into mediumship? It was a whole bunch of things. I mean, the first thing was like, oh, what if I get it wrong? Ah, that's a classic oh, yeah. ego attack. What if I can't say that? You know, like I've had messages where I'm like, I can't say that. <laughs> but you have <laughs> to say it. It's not it's not yours to hold on to. I you know, I I think of the three Ps, you know, you have to be prepared, you have to be you know, a professional. And you have to practice. So, and that's really what it was all about. I, I did, you know, I, I came out of the spiritual closet because I thought it was such a big deal. Like, I felt so embarrassed or I'd be like judged. And as Wayne Dyer said, it's none of my business what other people think. So get over yourself. Mm-hmm. So I went on to Facebook and I said, I'm a medium. I'm a this, I'm a that. And who would like to help me build my business? I'll be doing free readings. Well, holy smokes. I mean, I was just floored at how many people are like, yeah, we already knew that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So mediumship is really, it's a, it's a trust, it's faith, it's practice, it's cleaning up, you know, your, your vessel, because basically you are a clear channel. And in order to be clear and to have the messages come through properly and not all fuzzy and, oh, I don't know, because, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself this week, so my intuition's a little bit off. You need to do it every day. I honestly say it's like riding a bicycle. It, it's already been imprinted. You just have to keep going and having fun with it. And honestly, the experience after every session, I felt like I was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. 
You can't describe that feeling. It is no high that any drug or anything in this world can give you. It's a natural high. Oh, I agree with that like completely because I definitely have, I, I feel that following the vast majority of the readings that I do too. I think it's just working in that spirit energy, um, that, that high vibing spirit energy. When you do your mediumship, do you connect with um, past loved ones only or have you connected with other types of entities or spirits as well? I really, I tap into everything. Um, angels, guides, loved ones, animals, uh, you know, your, your your spiritual guides, whatever it happens to be. Sometimes uh, past lives as well will, will come through. It just depends on what you know, you're looking for many times, you know, people be like, can I bring a picture? How about a name? I'm like, yeah, that's great. Don't give me anything. I don't want to know nothing about you. I kind of operate like Tyler Henry does. Um, He has a great show on Netflix. So if you're curious about what mediums and mediumship is about, I highly recommend to check that out. But um, he, you know, I don't want any information because if I do, then the ego gets in there and the ego wants to skew everything. So you got to be, you got to be aware of that. I start tuning in days before it'll come through in my dreams. Um, So I go through my dream journal. I do a whole bunch of writing and I do a little bit of scribbling and it's really just feeling impressions, knowing impressions, seeing them, hearing them. But I'd have to say my biggest, um, you know, out of all the Claire's are, you know, it's, it's definitely the Claire cognizance. It's just a knowing it just comes through and I just start writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any, uh, readings that have stuck out to you that, that you can share without giving too much away about the sitter? Um, well, they, they, especially with the dream journal, um, telling people that, you know, you have beautiful trees in your backyard, like massive trees, you're near a river, um, you have a red piano in your dining room. I mean, these are, <laughs> they're like, how, you know, we're thousands of miles away. There's no way. And I said, it's called astral traveling. And actually, many of us have that ability as well. You, you really have to be open to all possibilities. That's how it works. Can you uh, explain astral travel? Astral travel is, it's a practice, actually. Uh, before I go to bed, I ask my guides, my angels, my loved ones, and God to take me wherever I need to be taken to. And many times they already know that, you know, I've booked a session with a client. So that's already there. I ask them to bring me in information, uh, send me where I need to go. Um, I, I travel with uh, someone, I call him a, I call him a, a shaman, a wizard. Um, he's in Canada, John, and um, we travel together. We go to different places, different dimensions, um, thousands and thousands of years away from here. Um, The Mermaid Federation is one place that I like to hang out because I know that I had a past life in Atlantis. There's a lot of connection to water as well, but, um, (laughs) and just asking for my team to come in. um, We're part of uh, spaceship federations and all of that. I know that sounds Maybe for some people, like, what is this, Star Trek? Well, you know what? They were onto something. I mean, many of those shows, Andromeda and, and shows like that, I mean, come on. They didn't just make this stuff up. It, it's, it's, 
it's a thing. And there are, when people talk about fifth dimension and 12th and I'm channeling the hundredth dimension, I'd like to say that I channel, you know, from God, that's it. And whatever else comes in, super. Um, but I, you know, take the information and I write it down. So that's part of astral traveling. That's part of the dream journaling. That's part of your Akashic records. It's all connected. And when you start documenting it, I think of Nostradamus. I mean, come on, the dude, the guy is still making predictions that are, you know, thousands of years ahead of his time. How is that possible? I think of Edgar Cayce. How is that possible? Because everything is possible once you tap into it. That's that's amazing. I have several questions that I'm dying to know the answer for. One is, how do you know when it's travel versus a dream? Like, you know, like a normal dream, I guess. I would say there are, there are no normal dreams. All dreams are important. People, we just tend to dismiss it. Astral travel is like, um, I've been here before. This is a strange place. Um, why am I here? You know, it's that feeling. Your dreams, you can actually connect them all. Now, now not every dream every night is going to be connected. It comes in in bits and pieces. But let's say you're on Mars, for example. I'm just throwing that out there. You're on Mars and you're like, you uh-huh. wake up and you're like, why was I on Mars and what was I doing? Could you please send me more information? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Wow. That's, Where, that's I mean, fascinating. I that'll go, I keep having this dream of something chasing me. What does that mean? And I'm like, you can Google that. There's so much information on Google and you can go down the rabbit hole and you and your soul can decide what that means intuitively to you. Instead of always mm-hmm. looking to someone for the answers, you actually have the answers you know, yourself and I and others are just mere guides that kind of lead you there, but we don't tell you everything. I mean, I don't get told everything. I mean, what would be the point of being right. on earth? This is earth school. That it is. And it's a hard one at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would love to know more about this mermaid federation. And I, I posted, um, a couple weeks ago on my uh, private Facebook group about having um, gone down to the ocean and getting this homesickness for the water and this knowing that uh, I have had a past life at some point in the water um, as like a mermaid sort of entity or being. And I felt this homesickness for the water out of nowhere. and And I felt pretty emotional about it and sad in the fact that being a human now, those that are are mermaids in that, I mean, in that uh, com- community, I don't know how you want to call it, that they wouldn't recognize me because I'm in human form. And this was, you know, I was very much awake uh, during the day at the beach. Um, so this Mermaid Federation, because I have such a strong affinity to mermaids, I would I would love to, to hear more about that. Is that something you can uh, talk about a bit more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we we know about um, Atlantis, or maybe we're just discovering uh, the Atlantean age. Um, the, the Sumerians, there's the Arcturians. I mean, there's so many different um, types of federations out there. 
and you know and aliens as well um, um ufos i i see uh quite a bit for anyone to say that's not true I, how could it not be true the ego would like to think that you know it's just us and and human and um and that's it. But that's not the case. And a lot of those things that were hidden from us are now coming to the surface. I mean, we're seeing in the world everywhere. Um, and this will be this will continue to 2025. But the Mermaid Federation, it's really about the water. It's about the emotions. They were, you know, I think of the, the centaurs as well, you know, half human, half fish, half um, a centaur. But that it goes back to the gods we're we're going back to the god goddess zeus we're going way back actually we're going back to the anunnaki which is really who in my opinion created uh, with exception to god of course we can't leave him out but you know that was part of the alien federation the mermaid federation was here because you think of the elements you think of water you think of earth you think of fire you think of air so all of that is part of the federations. I almost feel like I need to do a workshop about this because as I'm talking, I can I can see visually how where all the federations sat. So think of um, Hawaii. That is that mm-hmm. that you know some people say that's where it actually is, but then there's others that say no no no, we're talking more of the Mediterranean area. So I honestly, I feel they're all over the world, just like there are energy portals all over the world. So Mermaid Federation, uh, it's just like us, us humans. Um, We were given a gift, a beautiful gift. We didn't accept the gift. And actually, we took advantage of the gift. I will tie that to Atlantis, meaning the technology. And why am I bringing up technology? Because that's really what we're using right now to record this session. We have to be very aware of how much we allow technology to integrate into our lives, meaning it cannot do everything. Uh, We are still human in form, but we are spirit. But at the same time, technology has a dark side. So I guess that's what I'm saying in in regards to this so hopefully i answered that question or maybe i left a little bit of a a trail to start a different conversation (laughs) yeah like so the the well mermaid federation along with the other ones are they in this dimension are they in another dimension is it they're they're in different they're in different dimensions different planets i mean i don't have a body it's it's we're all holograms essentially. In fact, my mentor had said when we lose a loved one, they actually don't leave the physical form because they're cellophane. And I was like, cellophane? He's like, just think of it as a hologram. He goes, so when they they cross over, they're absolutely happy. They're happy they're up there. They don't have to be in the body anymore. That was not a body. And they they keep all of their characteristics or personality, but they're no longer sick, whether they were physically sick, mentally sick, emotionally sick. We're trying to create heaven on earth, um, but many of us see it as the opposite, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So these other federations are also on different 
dimensions as well. Yeah, in different dimensions. Um, I think of the planet Nibiru, um, it, which is tied to the uh, Anunnaki. And there is a tribe in Africa, and I can't think of their names, but they actually talk about the Anunnaki and how they came um, and they created human. So it's something I'm exploring and I'm looking into more because there's so many different um, texts and tablets. There's the Emerald Tablets. Um, you know, the, then there's Sumerians, Octurians, Atlanteans. I know I'm missing more, but there's so many. And mm -hmm. it's all intertwined into mythology, astrology, sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. They're all tied together. Wow, that's that's absolutely fascinating. And I would at some point probably love to have you on to to dive into this um, deeper again in the future, because uh, I think that there's I think we're only just scraping the surface um, today. Uh, so I mean, that's pretty incredible stuff, almost difficult for me to wrap my head around a little bit, but uh, but just very fascinating, nonetheless. And I, I kind of want to wrap it up now with a question for you. Uh, curious to know the, the Christine of today with all this knowledge that you've gained and all these breadcrumbs that you've followed, what advice would you give yourself prior to following those breadcrumbs? I would say have more fun because I, I teach my clients about creativity, especially the sacral chakra, um, the inner child. I work a lot with the inner child because Usually by the age of seven, it was shut down, turned off, um, not accessible. And now it's becoming more accessible. So I'm saying have the curiosity of a child and just have fun. Play, laugh. We're only here for a short time. So, you know, might as well have fun. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that wonderful advice. I know it's for your younger self, but I but I know many of us can uh, resonate with that advice. So thank you so much. And I want to thank you too so much, Christine, for your time uh, today and sharing your knowledge and your story. And I just appreciate you so much. So thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, allowing me to share. I'm honored. was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, love and light always. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.